Okay, we are back for our next episode. This is actually the uh, the the nighttime game of the the Twilight doubleheader. We've We're not doing some like like bitch MLB rules right now, where we play seven innings and go. No, these are this is nine full, inning games here. Full nine inning episodes, right? So we're back for the next one. We we have a new beer ready to go. Um, Justin, this was your turn to choose. Do you want to uh, say a few words of words about this beer that we're? It drinking was tonight? my choice, and this is a blue B L U, uh, Bobber Blueberry Ale. And I was cautious about it to begin with because there's gigantic blueberries all over the place. But it said that it was golden and it had subtle hints of blueberry. It's by Fox River uh, Fox River Brewing Company, which their main headquarters are the main breweries in Oshkosh, and they've got another brewery in Appleton. So this, uh, the Fox River Brewing Company, stuck out to me because I went to school with uh, offspring of the owners. So I know the owners fairly well. I know the offspring fairly well, and they... Uh, before starting up a brewery, they owned, uh, or they they continue to own, um, a restaurant in Oshkosh called Fratello's, and that was like the best Italian restaurant you could go to in Oshkosh. That will get you riverside service. It'll get you great Italian food. And then they, uh, after a while, created a brewing company, and they called the Fox River Brewing Company because it's on the Fox River. So I. You know, walking around in an area that's not in the Fox Valley, I see Fox River Brewing Company, and I thought, hey, we should try one of their beers. And it just so happened that, like, the two beers from Fox River Brewing Company that um, the local uh, grocery store had was either this blueberry or it was uh, rhubarb something or another. And I thought maybe the blueberry would be better. So... I went with the sentimental, um, what I grew up with, friends of the family, uh, brewing company, and I picked this Blue Bobber Blueberry Ale. And we're all three, at least three beers in, brews into this Blueberry Bobber. Right. I don't know if we want to speak of the opinions of it already because it seems as though one or two members of this crew have strong opinions of it already. I'm, I'm not going to talk about the, the quality of the drink, but can I please read what's on the side of this Absolutely. <clears throat> Quote, I was hypnotized by the deep blue of that scintillating sapphire. He slid it onto my finger and promised me forever, but who would ever love a creature like me? Only lonely fishermen can, it, it goes on and on about this kind of thing. So this is that on the beer that we're drinking right now. So you're up against this right now, Justin, just so you know. I, I will accept that. And let me say that <sighs> when I read descriptions, it was only that of the bottles and not the cans no that was on the bottle too no it wasn't yes it was yeah because i checked before i are you sure before i threw them into the garbage yeah that that, because there's a there's a those words i those words those words i read were on the bottle that you gave to us for our podcast they're they're very theatrical people well they're that's right right there on the side of their beer so they have a good brewery 
I've I've they, had their beer before. I've been to the the brewery they have at the Fox Valley Mall in yeah. Appleton. It was really nice. People were very great, and I enjoyed their beer. I did not get this soliloquy about a sapphire being slid onto a finger at that time. So you know, yes, is what it is. But we'll uh, we'll review it later on. It's a high mountain we have to climb right now. Is all I'm saying. You're a son of a bitch. Yeah, I'm just saying. This all was right, your beer. You, you chose it out of all the Wisconsin beers. It might be a great beer. I'm just saying they put that on the side of the can. I'm not. I'm not talking. You know what? You could throw like seven dongs on the side of a can. If the beer tastes good, I'm gonna drink it. Um. Oh boy. It, uh, what I'm saying is it doesn't matter what's on the side of the can. It's the content of which is inside oh, the can. So, uh, okay. Oh, all right. Uh, this is all right. So maybe we should maybe we should get right to baseball today. Yeah. And let's, let's do that. I, 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 I'm questioning my decision to even start this podcast at this point. But it's accurate. All right. So, again, it's, it's still August 1st. We have a handful of brew games. Yes, behind we us we so, at this point so now we we have to kind of take this with a, a, a grain of salt and the fact that there's probably there's a good chance there's not going to be baseball after the high after this so let's try to put that out of our mind and focus on the baseball that we can talk about this week because there was actual honest to god baseball games that counted in the standings with them playing their best players all week long right so sadly it started out in Chicago, which is not a place I wanted to start the season, to go into Wrigley and, and start this, this weird COVID season. Right. So they go into they, they go into, into Wrigley, first game, Brandon Woodruff against Kyle Hendricks. And what happened? They got carved into hamburger by Kyle Hendricks. Their offense was atrocious. It was atrocious, but you, you saw what Kyle Hendricks was doing this that game. Uh, Kyle Hendricks all of a, all of a sudden became like Tom Clavin. It's not or even Greg like Greg Maddox. Oh, he was very Greg Maddox. Like Greg Maddox. Right. So he got into three three ball counts. Right. He pitched a complete game. It was the first complete game like opening, opening day. An opening day in God knows how long. Three three ball counts, which is pure Ooh. Greg Maddox. And the Brewers were just completely overmatched. Are you on your phone? What are you doing? I'm looking up references. Are you, you sure you're not now? checking Tinder or anything like that? No, I'm good. Not convinced he's not checking Tinder, but what have you. So, Travis, did you happen to watch that game, and did you see what uh, what your favorite Brewer player did in that game? Specific to that game, I did not watch it, nor do I have anything to do. Okay. So, uh, Orlando Arcia at one point was, went, on, was on second base. He was the only player that got hits for the Brewers in that game. Yep, they got three hits, and he got And all of them. them were Orlando Arcia. All of them were Orlando Arcia. No. So what sort of bizarre, trans-dimensional COVID universe do we now live where the Brewers get completely dominated and, and Arcia gets and, the three hits? And it's not like there was one hit in the game and Arcia got it. No. There were three hits three. in the game, and Arcia got all three. Right, but you remember what he did when he was on second base, and somebody flew out to... Someone in the outfield. I don't remember which Cub outfielder it was. He got thrown out at third. He got thrown out at third. Yeah. He got thrown out at third trying to because tag Because Orlando Arcia is a moron. And what do you remember? He comes into third base. Do you think he slid? No, he stood up and tried to like 
shoot his leg in from the right side of the bag. Because right. Orlando Arcia yeah. is no different than Ricky Weeks. Yeah, see, I, I apologize for that. Tell, tell me a little bit about this. Where where did the throw come from? I, see, and, and, and it I was remember. like deep. It was deep right center. Yeah, and I don't remember. Like who it was wasn't playing. left it field; been... it was right, so was right the center. So deep right center went from what short to third base. It wasn't. There wasn't no, a it cutoff. wasn't a cutoff. It, it went cutoff. straight from the outfield. Straight too. And I remember and it the wasn't third close. baseman. The third baseman was like falling down. It's a very yeah. awkward play at third base. Where if Arcia just would have, I think, made a normal slide head first, he would have been you know. just fine. And at, at a risk of being that person, you know. I will tell you that my significant hatred for Ricky Weeks was how he ran the bases, and I hope that that wasn't one of those, but maybe it sounds like it was. It was. I, it, it very okay. much was. It was Thank just him you. being fucking weird. And That's, you, you, can't, you can't leave that out there. You can't. No, it was ridiculous. And, yeah, so, I mean, that, that it was sort of a microcosm of how the whole game went. Like, you get someone on base and then just... Well, you it get was, someone on base. You get Arcee on, 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 on base, and then you vomit the rest of the inning. Right, right. exactly. And, yeah, Wood, Wood have pitched fine, but they, they weren't going to touch Hendricks that no. game for whatever reason. Hendricks it, was a Hall of Fame pitcher on that game. Right. And, and and it was disgusting. Yeah, and, again, he was in, like, at 77 pitches in the eighth inning or something. It was just, bad. Just ridiculous. It was video game worthy is what it was. Yeah. It was. And... And the thing that I noticed, like, right from the beginning with, like, no crowd or anything, did you hear the Cubs dug out? Yes. Oh, my God. So, so go ahead. Yeah, yeah, so uh, in the intra-squad scrimmages that the Brewers had, they piped in some fairly decent fan noise. Mm-hmm. This first game of the Cubs series, there was almost nothing. So you could hear everything coming out of the dugouts. You could hear everything that was said on the field. It was... It was no different than if you were going to live broadcast a high school baseball game, right? In in West Central Wisconsin, right? And so, so, so if I'm hearing right, the Brewers did not give anything to their teammates, or I didn't hear much coming from the Brewer dugout. No. Now, what I heard from the Cub dugout was because uh, Brandon Woodard threw a lot of pitches. Yep. Like they did a good job of like following pitches off of him. He couldn't put yes. people away. So on every foul ball, like Chris Bryant had like a 12 pitch first at bat or something. Yeah, it was brutal. So on every foul ball, that that Cubs dugout was just like hooting and and cheering and everything. Just you know, it was sort of annoying, but I mean, I get what they were doing, but it was just irritating. It was high school ball. It was very high school ball, right? It was just like, I don't know, it ground my gears, and I'm sure it ground the Brewers' gears, which is exactly what the Cubs were trying to do, because you have twerps in the dugout, like Baez and, and Contreras, who were, I'm sure, all over that yeah. shit, and it was just very, very Cub-esque, but I mean, good on them, so it, it, it worked. Mrs. Q, you taking off? Bye, right. Q. Thanks for coming. You've met me before, too. <laughs> Several occasions. Yeah, and at... at okay, well, Mrs. Q just took off. We said our goodbyes to her. It was really nice of her to come by. Thanks for inviting her, Travis. Awesome. That was really great. And thank you, because um, uh, legitimately, she really... Have some good history. Oh my god, oh, it's just awesome. I, I, I think just yeah. the story of Hank Aaron like walking to Carson Park down Water Street yeah. and getting handed tomatoes by like 
one of the two non yeah yeah one of the two non-racist people in Eau Claire. It at that really time. makes yeah, me appreciate. Yeah, it's cool. It makes me appreciate the 900 block of Water Street more <laughs> than just the drunk college kids that walk by or a certain person that drinks the leftover beers off yeah, of people's nine, beer bottles. 900 Water up until I don't know maybe two years ago was 900 Water the uh, the residential. Um, office space or whatever but um you know it used to be my, my grandpa's uh, tomato place and that's uh, phenomenal. that's awesome yeah yeah hank aaron walked down the 900 block of water street hank, hank that just aaron, yeah. that hank just aaron, by uh, all accounts and this is not 100 percent because you know how stories go but by all accounts literally received tomatoes from my grandpa and I, I think that he probably did. I would link. That's that. unbelievable. And, you know, part of it, what what makes me more lean towards I think it happened is because my grandpa's completely disregard for baseball and um, what it is. He just didn't give two shits less. Um, and the way he told the story, and I think that he probably, it probably happened, which is cool. That's yeah, so it's cool. really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Hands down, one of the coolest stories Isn't ever. It, is there a need? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so... Should we go on to the next Cubs game? Uh, well, hold on. There's just one other point I want to make about game one that, okay. that you would never never notice outside of the, the COVID universe is when there's no crowd and there's no sounds. Justin, could you give me a beer? I'm just wondering why I don't have a beer. I just... Well, I mean... Well, you, yes. I'm so sorry, yes, Josh, master. but he should have done that, right? Yeah. So you might have already. Why is this so close all of a sudden? You want a blue one? No, I want a, I want a, you want a bush or a summit. Summit. So, scintillating uh, radio as you guys are deciding what uh, what beer to give. Anyway, what it is I was saying was when there's no crowd, there's no sounds in Wrigley Field, which is, as we know, a downtown park. Yes. How, yes. Every single inning that there were sirens for a homicide. It, the, yeah, on the way to the next shooting. Yep. I mean, it was a Friday night, right? So you yes. know they're not just like going to a, a heart attack or to. You, there you wasn't know. a disturbance at a local bar. No, we're, we're talking about a shooting. No, because they don't go. You know, they no. don't go with. Because Chicago PD can't respond to the simple things that most departments around anywhere in this area would be able to respond to. They respond to the shootings, the stabbings, and if I'm going to step off a of baseball for a second, I read at a point in uh, in Chicago PD in the last year that they had stopped going to shooting cases in which the person survived and went to a hospital because they didn't have the manpower to go investigate that. Wow. You you can't investigate a shooting. I mean, what the fuck? Right. Yeah. So the okay. point being, like, I the digress. sirens were constant they were during constant. that game, and you can hear them sometimes during really games, like a oh, yeah. like jets going over the the field at Laguardia yes. or from Laguardia at at uh, at City Field. I, I didn't fucking realize until I was at um, the new Met Stadium. It's like, oh my god, every thirty seconds. Yes. And then you realize it's what's there. Yes. To your point, it, absolutely. So <laughs> so. Yeah. So planes going over the field at at uh, LaGuardia, cops going to homicides in Chicago. <laughs> in Chicago, right? Yeah, it's just <laughs> the, it's the ambience of Wrigley Field is. <laughs> However, they pumped up the crowd volume just slightly for that Saturday. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Right? 
Yeah, let's let's go on stuff. to Saturday. Go on to Saturday. So I didn't watch the game because Justin and I were all getting drunk on a on a golf course. Yeah, and we listened. Drunk, we I listened say, to the game. Holy on, shit! We listened to the game on the radio and, while and, we were in the golf course. And, and by the way, have, if you haven't listened to a, a game on the radio yet, it's weird. It, it's it's weird. But if you still have euchre, yes. to listen to at a game, it makes it brings it sort of back down a little bit. Like, yes, it just feels a little bit more. Normal, yes. and that was kind of nice was and to they, listen to him on the radio. And they do a good job of making it seem as live as and is in person as they can, even though that they're watching. Even this was a Wrigley Field game; they're watching the game on monitors at Miller Park and discussing right. what's going on. You know, delayed based only on what uh, Wrigley Field right. cameras would show them. So, for them to be. We had a minor earthquake here. For them to be able to, for them to be able to broadcast a game with the quality that they did, only shows that Bob Euchre is the consummate Hall of Famer that yeah. he is. And uh, well, I, whatever they're paying them, they're not paying them. Yeah, and I think Euchre knows his job, and has to like bring a, a some semblance of normalcy and yep. just do his thing. And, yeah, so. I think, I think it's a challenge that, uh, you know, across the board, regardless of sport, that some are facing. But you take someone like Bob Euchre and his generation, boy, what an extra difficult challenge for him. And, um, you know, it's one thing for somebody our age to, 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 to be frustrated and confused, and I think we all are. But at Bob's age, that's asking a little bit more, I think. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yep. Um, so this brings me back to a story I heard many years ago. Apparently, like Ronald Reagan used to call baseball games. Did he? Uh, really? Yeah, I and I don't know the well, the. That's when, interesting. Like, yeah, I, and I don't know who we called it for. Probably yeah. some minor league team or, okay. or whatever. And they used to call it off the teletype. They weren't at the games. Oh man! They get the teletype and read the play by play that way. And he said, like a lot of times, the teletype would, you know, they'd have delays or whatever. It would stop, so it'd be in the yeah. middle of a pitch or the middle of a count. And he's like, like, what do you do? You just say, follow it off. So what? Are, are you talking about this <laughs> came from Reagan or someone else? Where from Reagan. From Reagan. So I, I think it was somebody story. talking out, like, you know, I talked to Reagan and so, he said so this. So that would put it Reagan's probably the 40s-ish? Probably. It had that's, to have been. That's amazing. That's cool. Right, yeah. Because they couldn't, and what they would sometimes do was take a couple of sticks and smack it together to simulate the ball hitting the bat. <laughs> How cool is that? Yeah. That's awesome. Right. But if you, if you didn't have the teletype, if it stopped, you would just but, say, oh, it fouled it off. Because that's our, the only thing you could do to delay truly, it. Yeah. But our truly unique situation is this. We have more technology than they can ever dream about, but we have an entirely different personal. Right. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's neat. I mean, how cool is that, though? Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you, wouldn't you love to, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, so in that game, game two that we didn't watch, we only listened to, so I could only read some of the highlights of it. Uh, right. Burns started, I guess. Good Burns for Burns. Burns started. To get the he did two. very well. He's uh, looking with control, back, I guess. Three, three and a third innings yeah. with one earned run, but he had three walks and yeah. two, two hits. But the more kind of promising thing is he had six strikeouts in that three and a third. Oh, that's innings. good. Yeah. So, I mean, he was able to at least get 
somewhat in the zone to get three strikeouts. Yep, that's good. Strikeouts. And that was the uh, the game where they almost had a fight. They did almost have a fight because of the conversation back and forth because there's no crowd noise. Each dugout could hear what the dugouts oh, were saying. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And there was almost a bench-clearing brawl. Right. Really? What? So what, what was it? So I believe it was uh, somebody the... Somebody was talking about somebody else's mother. Well, yeah, probably. Um, I think it was the underrated douche on the Cubs, Wilson Contreras. I oh, yeah. think he got thrown inside. Like somebody yeah. threw him inside or something, and he was chirping about that or whatnot. And yeah, yeah I, I believe. I, I, I'm i not sure, but shocking that Wilson Contreras would, would be... That's accurate. Take, you know, exception. Even though he's got armor up and down his left arm and wearing a C-flap and probably has, you know... Did you just a, say he had a C-section? I said he had a C-flap. C-flap. Yes, okay, okay. exactly. So... Uh, other the other key point in this game mm-hmm. that we need to to address this thus far has been um, Christian Yelich's only hit this season Ugh. occurred in this game. It was a two run home run, Ugh. and Christian Yelich has not had a hit yet. I know. He hasn't had a hit. Season. Hasn't had a hit since and didn't have a hit before since so. July twenty fifth. He has one hit. And it occurred in this game that, for all accounts, was already out of hand when he hit the home run. Right, so. yeah. So the struggles continue. I mean, like we, I think we said in the previous episode, Mookie Betts has struggled. I think Pete Alonzo has struggled. Mookie Betts has turned it on now. Although Mookie Betts isn't playing against a team that can't handle their own players and have to go to casinos and go get yeah COVID. i mean yeah Oops, christian yeah. yelich yeah, he could have very well turned it around he could have turned it around last, last night games. we don't we don't even know but because the cardinals had to go to casinos because they're thanks a lot of guys fuck yeah. stains yeah so but sunday anyway, we won that game i mean we did win great. that game eight to three um justin smoke hit a home run he did in that game i remember that i remember hearing that and cheering as i'm probably hacking away at an eight iron or something but whatever oh yeah. if you're lucky you were I didn't hit that bad on Saturday. Outside of your putting, you did hit that bad. Shut up. Um, So game three, they got absolutely destroyed, 9-1 to for God's sakes. And here's what what bugged me and gave me a little bit of, yeah, by always, uh, they got dominated by Tyler Chatwood. Yeah, Freddie Peralta struggled, four runs in three innings. He had three strikeouts, but two walks. Uh, Knable had three hits and an earned run. Knable in his, got rocked in his one uh, one third of an inning pitched. Uh, if there was any highlight to that game, if there's anything that we can call a positive out of that game, oh, it was Lauer. Eric Lauer. Eric Lauer. He pitched two and a uh, two and two thirds innings, six strikeouts, one walk, one hit, no earned runs. That's a really good line. He pulled he pulled himself out of the. Uh, was he on the COVID list? Yes, or? he was on the COVID list. Before so he was the on the COVID list. He pulled himself out of the upper respiratory illness, and this was his uh, warm up to hopefully getting into the starting rotation. And he pitched well. Yeah, and I, I still just don't think Freddie Peralta is going to be your. No, he can't be a starter. I, I don't think he so. is. A, he is very much a bullpen guy. I don't. I don't foresee him. He doesn't throw 98 miles an hour. He's a low 90s pitcher. Right. He's got a couple of pitches. He is a situational guy out of the bullpen. Well, and that's what he's doing now. They said he's throwing, like, more curveballs and more changeups, which, from what I saw, he did. Yeah. But still not but that's that straight. Af- that's straight bullpen It's not stuff. that effective. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm not, not sold on, on Freddie Peralta. But, again, 
they have them for what five years? Or? They, they just signed them like a five, five year, year, six million dollar contract. Five year, fifteen million. Yeah, I think it was it's like cheap. it's a bargain regardless. Yeah. So it was cheap. Even so even a crappy one. bullpen arm, it costs more than that. So yep, yep. So all right, so we get out of the Cubs with one out of two. I'll yeah. I'll take it. I guess that's it's fine. We go on to Pittsburgh, and. That game, the that? that was a rain delay game. That was the rain delay game, and they went. Did they go into the overtime that or the extra innings? Extra that game? innings, yeah. yeah. So this is that a good was time. really cool. So to this see. is a good time before we talk about the game itself. The overtime, overtime. Now you said overtime. Sorry, yeah. Extra innings. Extra inning rules. What do you guys think about this? I love it. I absolutely love starting that se- uh, guy on second base in the tenth uh, inning and beyond. I absolutely love it. It, if you're going into extra innings, it's going to be. When extra inning games are going to get resolved, it's because your first batter or your second batter of the inning gets on second base. Yeah. And so just fast forwarding it to that and then creating the uh, strategy that you would need to uh, get out of that, I I love it. I love it. So, Travis, you have a thought on the. Yeah. Um, I, I think two years ago, I would have been of the, oh my God, this sucks. And I'm not, I'm not even so sure that it has to do with COVID, but, you know, with what can happen to um, pitching staffs and, um, and and strategy for additional games and the negatives there, I do kind of like it. And this fits into my very rare old-fashioned bastard, yeah, that, that, let's do this. That, let's make the change. I, I, I do... I do like it. It's not going to be perfect in all circumstances, but um, let's get these guys off the field um, sooner rather than later. Let's not have 14 um, inning games. And um, yeah, yeah, it's right. uh, there's there's yeah. nothing worse than for baseball than having the 14, 16 inning games where you wipe your bullpen. And you don't have anybody available for well, the next and, day. And not, and not only that, but you, you, you start making some some very real decisions as to what game you're going to fuck up. Am right. I going to yes. take a good hard look at this current game where I have a much better chance or two days from now? And it's like, oh, come on. Right. With the rules in place, let's, um, let's try to have the best, uh, um, the best of both worlds, and that's... That's try to have um, that that try to have a fairly fair chance of both teams having the um, um, in in you know in there whether it be you know the bottom half or top half at the inning mm-hmm. um, you know it, it also I think increases uh, the or the lack of the likelihood for these 16 17 inning games I like it I I do and I think a lot of games are going to be one inning or less because of that. I mean, that that let's be realistic. These games are gonna end quicker. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think so. Now, I'm I'm trying to think back because the Northwoods League, which plays around us, right. adopted this last year. But I think they do it a tad differently, which I think I like more. Yeah. They they do the same thing. They start with a guy in second base. It was the last person that made the last out and whatever. But you start with one out. Yes. I thought there was a difference. We yeah, a uh, uh, hundred years ago when I was pitching, when we were in kind of our spring training, which wasn't a spring training, we started with a um, a um, one ball and one strike counter on hitters, and it was just you, know, yes. you deal with it. 
And to hear what you're saying, I like that. You've had eight innings. It's different now. Right. Yep. You know, okay, it's not perfect, and depending on where you're at as a team, it's probably going to be different, but you know the rules ahead of time. Yeah. I, I like that. I really well, and, and having that one out there already prevents a teams from doing the bunt sack to get to third base and the sack, sack fly, fly to score a run, and there's two outs, and then you can continue on. You, know, right. you can't you, you can't do that sack yeah, fly. You can't do that bunt sack fly no, with perfect. one out. And there's a big heavy dose of if everybody has the same rules, you're going to adapt to it. Right. right, right. And if you're you're gifting the offense a guy second, oh, yeah. then you gift the defense one, one out. out. Absolutely. I I like so, that I mean, better. The, the, Me too. The way it is is not. You've got a guy in second with nobody else, and you and, and, and you send the guy over, and then you you know what what happens there. You're really saying one hit from the standpoint of one out forward wins, wins the right. game, usually. Right. Yep. I like it. I really do. And, and I think this might have been a good pre-COVID rule. Mm-hmm. I'll be curious to see if they, if that kind of thing continues. I don't think it, I don't think it will. Um, but I, I like it for now. But I do wish that they had done the the one out. Like starting yes. with second and, and one hour. I think that would have been so, good. So tell me, what what is it right now? In in Major League Baseball, yeah. so zero. it's the last person that, that yeah. makes the out starts at second, and it's right. and zero so, outs. So you so, have three so, outs. So, so you have the you know you move the guy over, and you still can. And you can still sack fly. For, for and a, until this game, all of the games ended in the tenth inning. Like right. all this the was games, the fir- you're right. This, this was, was the, the first, first one game that went beyond beyond ten the tenth. That is such an advantage for the offense. Yes. Which I understand. All, you you can hustle it, like move it forward, but without giving such you know, a tip to the offense. Right. The um, the three of us have all seen so many games where these. I mean, they're. You know, I gotta tell you, they're kind of cool to watch. You know, yeah. you you get to the thirteenth inning or whatever, and you right. Know, but the reality is, just think about what that's doing, and the decision for the manager as far as you know what. I'm going to kind of give this up. I might not lose it, but I'm probably going to. But I can't afford to burn X person in the bullpen. Right. Right. Those those are tough decisions. They really are. Yep, exactly. Um, but in, in that game, we we should mention, uh, was it David David Phelps, the, the new guy? The, On fire. He was ridiculous because okay. they put him, he pitched two innings with in extras with a guy on second and nobody out and, and, and locked him down. And got David Phelps. Well, I guess has, he got the win, and it would have been the save, but yep. he was. David Phelps has become my favorite bullpen arm that I wouldn't have expected to be that person. Right, at the and start of the year. and he's that that guy. He's a year and a half, two years yep. away from Tommy John. So yep. now he should be like you think fully back, and He's, all of a sudden he might be that that bullpen guy that um, Stearns right. just seems to find. Mid nineties, he's got breaking stuff. Yep. He's just he's got the ability to be a Josh Hader, but slightly less. Yeah, he's got the ability to be yeah. that solid bullpen. And you said it before, Jeremy Jeffress. Right. He's got the ability to be Jeremy Jeffress. Yeah. And that is what that bullpen needs. And if he can continue to do that. Uh, throughout the season, that is a spectacular uh, addition that none of us would have expected. Yeah, because I don't think that Knable's going to be Knable this year. No, and he's he just can't be expected. He needs to. a full another year to be able to pitch 
up in that mid to upper 90s. Yeah. It, Corey Knable is going to be the low 90s, relying on his breaking ball type of guy. Right. Until, until or if he can get back from that uh, surgery. Yep, yep. Um, so they came back in that game from four runs down in the ninth. In the ninth. In the ninth. I, I will admittedly turn off – I turned off the game in the eighth inning. Oh, me? Yep. Because I said, fuck it, I have better things to do, like play video games. Well, it was a work day or whatever. It was a it was a weekday, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was like a was. Monday night. It was a Monday night. I was staying up that late. I was working from home the next day, so I can get up like six minutes before I have to sign in and be fine. But, but again, but it was also a rain delay, so it was, it was pushed back delay, even so further. Back, which worked well because I had to haul the children back and forth from dance class that night. So. Gotcha. So the last, do you remember that they said this a few times? The last team that they came back against from more than from eight or nine, sorry, four runs or more in the ninth inning. The last team that they came back against. See, I missed that. I'm going to guess it's the Pirates. No. The team technically doesn't exist anymore. The Expos? Yes. Really? That's where I was going. Yep. The Montreal Expos. They came back against yeah, them I, in the in 2004. You know, if you go into the um, the Nationals Pro Shop, all kinds of national stuff, it's weird. That's right. Oh, I lot, can't even imagine. A lot of Expo stuff in there? Well, as they should. Yes, they of should. course. They should. Yeah. It would be no different than, you know, if the Packers moved to Los Angeles and became Los Angeles whatever. Uh, they got to they gotta re- represent their history. Well, place. do you think the um, the the Lakers have any Minneapolis Lakers stuff in their pro shop? No way. I don't know. I, I don't think they've got some vintage no stuff. Way. I bet right. they have vintage stuff. You think so? I think Minneapolis. They have to. Yeah, all right. That's that's the shit that spell. Yeah, but it, but in the NBA, your throwback you know, you know, you know, is from four years you know, ago. Like one is that's true. It's the Utah Jazz from from St. Louis or no New Orleans. From all the jazz history that Utah has, New Orleans, <laughs> right, New Orleans. right. When I think jazz music, I think <laughs> and, the, and the Mormons in uh, and the Mormons the in Salt Lake City, it's so good. Nobody thinks about it. Not, who gives a shit, right? But it's like, think about that for a second. The Salt Lake City jazz. <laughs> <laughs> they they should call themselves the what the Utah Jazz of New Orleans, like you know, the I Angels. This is a, an entirely different Mardi Gras mask all over their logos. But the. Um, uh, the Michael Jordan, you know, Stockton Malone situation. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about and forever um, controversial, um, forever controversial thing? It's the, you know, those those jazz teams, Michael Jordan, this is not baseball, but boy, boy, you know. And, of course, the last dance brought it to the attention of everybody. but Which I still have to watch. Coach, I'm, yeah. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Oh, it's so good. I've been caught up on The Office. And okay, fair enough. So my, For the my, eighth my time. buddy Troy, who, who you will hear about on... We heard about him jumping off the three-foot roof. And it, yeah, it doesn't, get, it doesn't get old. We were um, we were probably 13, and it was a Bulls-Bucks game outside of Mecca. Oh, the Mecca, And yeah. we both slapped Michael Jordan on the back of his leather jacket and he was a one year veteran in 1982 
And he was great, but he wasn't quite Michael Jordan at that time, nor was anything. And um, I still can say proudly that I reached up and tapped Michael Jordan <laughs> on the back. And um, tap But Jordan I will tell you also that that was the same day that I got the autograph of Harvey Catchings, Bob Lanier, Brian Winters, and Junior Bridgman. Names that nobody gives a shit about, nor should they. Negative. But when you're a when you're a um, when you're a Brewers fan, or excuse me, a Bucks fan, you know, Michael Jordan was just this. I mean, they had no competition. That the right, you know, the the, the Bucks for many years. But we could talk about that another time. But sure. Are you watching the NBA now? I uh, full full out boycott. As okay. With the NFL, We're, we may have to talk about the NBA when the. MLB gets shut down. Yeah, I'm sure it'll get shut down. Yeah, I, we'll, I've been on an MLB boycott, although not official. For no, no, no. You mean three years. NBA boycott, you said. My fault. Yeah, uh, okay. Did you, not to get political or anything, but... Well, you, you can't not, but go ahead. I, I will tell you that I will not and cannot watch the NFL, um, uh, NBA um, at this point, and... Um, I will. I respect watch. that completely. That's fair I enough. Will, I will watch um, Major League Baseball. What about lacrosse <laughs> or hockey? How was hockey for you? I would love. I, I would give my left nut if Milwaukee or the area would have a um, a an NHL team. I'm not talking about the Admirals. No. Yeah. I uh, I just think that would be incredibly wonderful, and I understand why they don't. I guess. But I cannot get with um, the Wild because I hate Minnesota sports. I hate everything about <laughs> it. What do you What do you do? Uh, Columbus, Ohio, which is oh right. by the way, Columbus or yeah, they have know, an NHL team. You know, Utah State uh, light. What, what, do you, what do you really? You're do? sitting. You're sitting on the Red Wings. Or the Blackhawks is really all you Chicago, can root for in in. And, and, and you know what? Nashville. You had to pick those they sell the team. You could Nashville Predators. You know what? Well, the, the, maybe the, the two Nat um, um, NHL games I went to were the Predators and the Vegas Knights. And you want to talk yes. about two teams that are like the least. I. Know, and oh, by the way, you know the Las Vegas—they won that year. Yeah, they won their their inaugural. That's bullshit. I mean, it, it's different because of the right. Um, I, I really like hockey. I gotta tell you, I like it a lot. But I cannot ever, ever root for a Minnesota pro sports team. Yeah, it, I it, appreciate that. Yeah, it's been tough. We, sure. One of the uh, one of the guys that was the GM for the Express that that we got uh, his name is Spencer. We got really close to him. He went on to be the guest relations manager for the Wild. Oh, at XL. At XL. So he he can like hook us up anytime. And we had like great seats right nice. before COVID. Nice, yeah. We we were also we had our hotel booked. We were going to go out there to see a Wild game, nice. and we would have cheered yeah. like maniacs for the Wild right. because why wouldn't you? And here's and yeah. here's the thing. There's a difference because you grew up in this area, right? Like your yeah. your right. nemesis, the bane of your existence is Minnesota sports. See, and that's so. And you're I, not. I grew up in the that's Fox where Valley. I'm at. Yeah, so I grew up in the Fox Valley. So for me, it's Chicago. All right. of the Chicago sports can go suck their right. dicks. See, and that's interesting. Like, I hate them. Like I so- hate Chicago sports. Right, Southern Wisconsin. Your your 
enemy is Chicago. Yep. Northern Wisconsin is, so it, it is didn't, Minnesota, It didn't right? dawn on me to not like the Vikings until I came to the western it's uh, really interesting because us here we can we're we're very easy to assume that the 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 hatred is universal and that it's all minnesota but right. oh boy I, it for, really is more more chicago and illinois grow, and growing up and where yes and i have an intense hatred i mean legitimately an intense hatred for Minnesota area sports. Sure. Right. And so when for me growing up in the age group that I'm in, when uh, the Brewers ended up going to the National League, yeah. it was an immediate uh, following for me of I love the Brewers in the National League and I love the Twins in the American well, League. That, that surprises and there was, me that you said really? that. Yeah, and there was no... Oh, that, that, that bothers me. Because it was... This is the local team in the American League that I didn't absolutely hate when the Brewers were in the American League. Like I, I, I respected the wow. rivalry, but I hated the uh, uh, the Coach, White Sox I gotta more. tell you, um, eight to twenty beers in, whatever I'm at right now, that surprises me. I did not expect you to say that. No, for, me neither. I for can't. Me, realistically, when the Twins won those World Series in the '90s, I was okay with it. And in that, fact, that, I that, put that, that's hard to stomach. It I is. Put stickers, yeah. I put stickers on my portfolios at school, celebrating that because because they the, weren't the White Sox. Because they weren't the White Sox. Okay. Because I, I hated the White Sox. I hated the White Sox. Uh, oh, okay. I hated the Cubs. I hated the uh, 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 Red, uh, not the Red Wings, the Blackhawks. Mm. I hated the Bulls. I respected the Bulls. Uh, double trifecta because it was just one of those things and the bucks were just right. not good but uh for me my hatred lies in northern illinois with chicago sports teams and that's just that's and, a vicinity thing because over and, here and, and, and I, I think it is and I, I gotta tell you it shocks me but i'm not you know who's right or wrong i don't think anybody oh, right but it does surprise me and i, I will tell you and I'll, I'll repeat it's easy to assume that everybody up here just hates the Vikings as much as they hate the the, the Bears or right. whatever. Well, that's not that's not true. It's not. No. And, and uh, here we we have a lot of intermixing. Like, how many Viking fans do you know? Like a lot. Well, a good lot. One, good ones because I'll I'll, I'll throw some. On There's bands. Well, bad okay, like, yeah, oh, that's. Geez. Well, but but that doesn't matter. It doesn't change how you root. Right. But I will I will give you just a handful. And this is not exclusive. You're not naming names, are you? I will. No, no, no. Don't name names. You just you you know a lot of bandwagon Minnesota fans. Is what you're uh, saying? Gonna, can I say their names if I say good things? I don't think so because uh, I don't think people that are listening to this are going to care. Leave about it to first names. I will most. leave. I will leave first names only, without even their names. Just people. Okay. That I know people who I worked with who were My. the most. Who were the most uh, responsible, um, level-headed fans ever? That hated um, the Vikings, respected the Packers. I mean, they would always support their 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 Vikings, but would be pretty realistic when something went south. 
long story short, this is our team. We've got a group of assholes potentially, but we're going to support them. And we all know that certain teams have had those players over the years. So, oh. yes, there are certain um, Viking players who fit into a category of, oh, my God, you are, you, you, you don't fit a category. It just, it's, it's bad news, right? And that's, did that make any sense? No, no, I, no, I don't know what you're saying. You, you don't? Really? No, are you saying that they overlook the flaws of their players? Because that can be said of literally any fan base. And Packer fans are no exception to that. Packer fans are notoriously, I, I think we're going to agree, and it's probably going to surprise you how much we agree. I don't have a real great feeling for the average Packer fan as far as how they feel because it's more just rah-rah, we're green and gold. Go and, Pack Go. Go. Thank you. Thank you. Just go Pack Go. That's not me. Okay, so right. maybe we're maybe we're we're a little off base here. I'm I don't think there's too many fans that probably fit our the three of us and other people that might be listening to us. Travis, can I can I interject? I think I can summarize this in Brett Favre is a giant cockwalloper. What what he says is, is so accurate, and I will tell you that I think Brett Favre is a tremendous cocksucker. But I also know that 85% of Packer fans are hugely supportive of Brett Favre, and right. I think he's a giant cockwallop. Right. So we can be different. Here's the thing. Realistically, how many people really look at sports like we do? Probably not many. Not many. No, probably. I, I don't think a lot of people are able to separate that. Like, he's on my team, so he's awesome. I'm going to cheer. And they can't say, that guy's a complete douchebag. But I'm gonna cheer for him when he's on the team. I when when Ryan Braun like before Braun tested positive for steroids, okay? Yeah. I like anyone who tested anyone who's positive, I don't want him on my team, I want nothing to do with him. Then Braun did it, and it's like shit, he's on our team for like six more years. Like, dude, just well, don't don't fuck up anymore. Keep yeah, swinging, and I won't cheer fun, for him, but, but I'm gonna keep cheering for the team. But look at what you're saying. You are still making a an ethical change you based are. on one person. Because right, that's Ryan, my point. If right. Ryan, yeah, if Ryan Braun was a Chicago Cub, he would hate him. Right. And then all of a sudden, this would make it worse. And you well, wouldn't, you wouldn't be like, I'm going to give you this pass. If Ryan Braun was a Chicago Cub and he completely destroyed another human's life, you would say this cockwalloper deserves every every bit of booing, every bit of. Right. Fandom it, hissing that he, he gets. I, I think, so before Braun was positive, like, how could you ever cheer for a person on your team who tested positive? Okay. I, I felt that. Like, how could you ever do that? And then Braun did it. And yep. I still hate him and we're never like... Okay, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that. I, I, I don't like him, but I'm not going to, like, turn my back on the Brewers for keeping him or anything he's like still, that. He's still two different things. He's still a member of the team. You still respect the team. You respect what he can bring to the team. Right. But you're not going to go out and buy a Ryan Braun jersey. Good and God, him on, never, him ever. I, I think Justin put it perfectly. I think he put that perfectly. Yeah. All right. I don't. I don't think we're that far apart in any. any I, I'll tell you what. I am the first person to throw um, 
local people under the bus that that need throwing under the bus and I was very as Justin knows very yes. upfront about the the far of um, situation back in the day <laughs> there may or may not be evidence of uh, uh, mnemonic uh, nail shooters. There might there might be shootings that might have made their way to the clerk of court's office in proof, which yeah. is a completely there different thing that I immaturely <laughs> shared. But there might be something in my garage too of maybe. evidence of that. With, but 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 what he says is is half joking. But at the end of the day, we face that, and it's a huge part of what we talk about because when you talk about the the Brett Favre's of the world and Aaron Rodgers, that cock walloper that he is, God forbid he's one of the best talents in the history of the but Brett but 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 Aaron Rodgers is a cock walloper. I will yes. say it. He just is, okay? Yeah. I, and many, many other many other people and it's like, okay shit, pre COVID, pre BLM, pre everything, this existed. It, it, it's something for everybody. It's a challenge for everyone, right? And um, that's... Uh, it's, I, I, I think that, that, that... That's trying to recognize as a human being who you are versus a, versus a an, an athlete. Yeah, I, I think the difference becomes if you can recognize that someone is a complete just cesspool of a human being, but you recognize they're a good player and you'll, and you'll cheer for them on the field, yeah. as opposed to just saying... As opposed to defending them, you know, A no through Z, what, right? no matter no matter what that person does. Oh yeah, and you know what right. we're talking right. about, right? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, all right. Um, getting back to baseball a little bit. So I noticed that the umpiring crew. Hey. That do, do you want to take a break? By the way. No. Okay, we're good. So the umpiring crew that called the game in Chicago against the Brewers is the same crew that went to Pittsburgh. They are. Right. So the umpiring crews, by design, are traveling less. They're not bouncing all around because they're staying within, they're staying the within Central, this, the this group. Central, so the east and east, west and west. so with, with no crowd noise and with everyone being able to hear everything, I would have to think that that would have some effect in that like, I'm getting really familiar with these assholes right. and the way that they yell at me from the dugout and bitch about striking ball and strike calls and whatnot so i mean are we probably going to see more ejections or are they going to have even i don't think so and here's the thing i think that these umpire crews will be used to the typical day-to-day operation shenanigans whatever you want to call it the the background of these teams and understand when they're just being that team, when they're just being the character of the team, sure. versus when they're being disrespectful to the umpires or the game. So if if they can fully understand when that's occurring, mm-hmm. I think that you will see less ejections. You'll see you'll get a better understanding of strike zones because they're it's a regular occurrence. You'll get a better understanding of how they're going to call the game. And there's going to be less arguing because you know this umpire is going to call the outside pitch slightly more than they will yeah. the inside pitch. You're going right. to see this umpire, the crew chief, is right. going to call low balls instead of high balls. And you're going to be used to that because you're going to be with these guys six, seven, eight, nine games yeah. in a row where I think there's going to be less ejections because you understand where they're at. 
I um, I, I, I would like to agree totally, and I am, if I didn't emphasize it uh, before, a huge umpire supporter just because I. Nice work. Because in general, um, they have a very very difficult job and and get a shit sandwich a lot of the time and yep. some of the some of the, the, the fellas that that kind of go off the reservation are um, um, you know um, seem to 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 to, yeah. to embody the that the league and, and they shunt so I'll just say this very briefly umpires I don't think it will ever go away and shouldn't go away I um, I like the idea of, of umpires you know the the, um, the ability to fix really bad calls but balls and strikes mm, that 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 that's keep it uh, to, to home plate if it changed it probably wouldn't be the the end of the world but I will say that any any thought of people with the belief that a particular team and a particular owner or general manager or whatnot where there's a lot of um, umpire um, umpire belief that one team is really um, um, disregarding another team or, or trying to, 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 to classify them for whatever reason I don't think that's the case I, I, I like the idea of, of keeping it as it is and fully realizing that human beings do make mistakes um, these umpires do make mistakes and that's um, that, that that's keep it to the point where, where where umpires can make those decisions and if you do have that particular umpire whether it be um, Ed West or Joe West uh, uh, Joe, Joe West or um, uh, Hernandez, help me out with his name. Angel, Angel, Angel Hernandez. Hernandez, or whatever. You He's know, in his own those are th those are union things, and the and the um, um, help me out the um, the fella from uh, oh, I'll come up with him. Jamaica, who's a Jamaica? CB Buckner. Yes, CB Buckner. These are these are guys. They have no business, but you know what? How much different are they? than certain teachers and teachers unions and whatnot. Yeah. We, we, right. we well, did. So, um, you know, it's a long way of getting around to um, that's uh, that, that, that's big talk, cognitive. So if, if you're in that group, how much would it suck on, on two separate points here? How much would it suck if you're in that group of teams that Angel Hernandez is oh. one of your guys? Like, you're going to see Angel Hernandez more than you would all year long and as an umpire what if you're in the nl east and you're gonna see a whole lot of bryce harper, bryce oh, harper oh, can go suck god he is so awful to umpires. i was he, he can suck a big cock but yes. you've seen the umpires with bryce harper and and where he fits and understandably so right you know you take an angel hernandez or buckner or whoever they're bad but Bryce Harper's a prick too. There is a, there is. That's what I'm saying. Like there's, there's, there's two. It's like, you know, you can't have two people that are who should be fair and borderline level-headed, but right. Bryce Harper has certainly done his share to, to, to be yeah. that. I was at the uh, out in in DC watching a Brewers Nationals game, yeah. 
And I think it was Hader at that point that he was pitching to. This was before Hader was a closer, when he was the uh, sort of the fireman and would come in in like random innings. I think it was the seventh inning, as a matter of fact. And he threw a, a slider or whatever it was. I was on the third base side, so I couldn't tell. But he threw what I think was a slider to Hader on the or on to Harper on the outside corner, and Hader didn't agree and threw a little tantrum. And but it was strike. It was strike two, right? So he like you know pissed and moaned and did his little Harper thing and yeah. tossed his hair and, and, and whatnot, and then on the the very next pitch, Hader struck him out on a swinging strike, and Hader just lost his mind on the umpire, like said something on the Harper, Harper did. Harper did. Oh, did I say Hader? I'm sorry. Yeah, Harper lost his mind. You know, said something on the way out of the box, he and he got tossed. And it's like, dude, like that was a swinging strike. You had another strike. Yeah, and and what he's working on is the, the previous uh, the the previous pitch. I don't think anyone will ever fix that. But here's the big picture, and I'm not so sure how I feel about it. Do we go to completely, you know, uh, technology? For Do we go to completely technology for umpires for balls and strikes. That's right. Yeah, I don't. You know they they've uh, talked well, they've talked about the it. Thing ever, it's, not, it's not. It's not. If you can somehow make sure that you're changing that strike zone based on the hitter, because like how do you do it based on their height? Right, because Brock Holt doesn't have the same strike zone th- strike zone that Aaron Judge has. We know so that. you have. So how do you adjust? Yeah. Right. You and have to do like that accurately. Right. As, a, as an old time baseball fan, someone that says I like it this way because. How can you, as that fan, say, "Listen, even though we know it can be more accurate, it can and it can be better." Right. Tell me why you don't want this. Oh, oh, oh. because because well, we can't have. So, uh, yeah. oh, so your argument is because we don't like it. <laughs> right. Is your argument because it isn't better? Oh, yeah. I don't like that. I no. No, I, I if, it, if you can make it better through technology, you should. You just have to do it right. Right. And we all know that different umpires in their different strike zones, should we really be in a world, you know, move it to the NFL. We all know that certain NFLs or certain um, referees. NFL referees make decisions differently based on who they are and, sure. and whatnot. So, boy. That's not right, is it? So how about a, but, a, a rule of sorts, and we're we're already looking at it. But like the stri- why, the, why, why are we accepting of a particular? But you can't tell you can't tell me that that in this day and age you can't put a, a chip in a baseball that doesn't affect how it moves, yeah. and the and home plate doesn't move. Oh. So if you somehow throw that ball where it crosses that imagine, like imaginary oh. line and a beep sounds. I gotta tell you, Justin, I like it if you can do it. And if you even give it to uh, up and down, give it to the umpire and up and down, but if he hears a beep we all, and we it's... We know that the upper side strikes have been forgotten for years. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I gotta tell you, I like it. If it can be done, I like it. Yep, you can do You can do in and out. <laughs> um, ah, that's what she said. Yeah. You can do in and out. Up and down might be might have to stay with the umpires because and of course you the need changes. them there for a hundred reasons to include right. place the plate. But you know what? I'm not even so sure they want to support it. Right. Yeah, oh I mean, God. They're there for yep. the union reasons of I want my job, but I want my job. But but take 
take balls and strikes away from them, I they would probably be fine with it, right. as long as they got to do their cool strike calls, which is a whole other podcast, by the way, and cool Mitch. umpire strike calls, because there's a you wide some, range. You watch some of the Joe West stuff. He made he's made some comments that have been post well. Put it this way: he's still an active umpire, and he's made comments. Well, he's still an active umpire there, just like, whoa, you can't say that yeah. about certain players that have got under skin because he's, oh, right. he's huh? retaliated, oh, yeah. and he's essentially said he's retaliated. It's like, Joe, you can't do that. Right. So. Oh, yeah. He's a classic curmudgeon. And, oh, wait, yeah. he's 190, and he got in. <laughs> yeah. It's not that he's the worst, and you know what? He's not the worst umpire ever. He's actually... He's not bad. He's no, not it's, bad at it's all. These he's stuff not outside. Hernandez or C.B. Buckner, who are just uh, so dog shit you fuck. can't look at. Right. The guy's actually decent. Do you, do you remember? But he's so focused on retribution. Right. Do you remember Eric Gregg in that? Yeah, uh, the big black guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. That was uh, Jack Sherry. That was Jack um, Sherry. Eric yeah. Gregg. And Eric Gregg, he's like 800 pounds. Yeah, right? he was. He was the guy that did the uh, the Levon Hernandez yes. uh, Marlins Braves game, oh, where yeah. he was uh, literally calling strikes like six. Inches off the plate against the Braves. Yes. Look, look it up. Look up the oh, uh, look up the Eric Gregg bad. game. It was insane. What was the background behind it. And why did I don't know. Do it? I don't know. Did it was it just one. I don't know. I don't ever so think it I did. So if I were to look up Eric, Eric Gregg. Gregg and Levon Hernandez. Yep. Okay. Yep. Right. The, the strikes, the strike calls that Levon Hernandez was getting was literally that far off the plate. He was getting six to eight inches really? off the plate on strikes. Really? Yes. Okay. It, I think Levon Hernandez might have had 14 strikeouts or something, and he maybe should have had eight. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, it was crazy. Okay. Yeah, it's known as the Eric Gregg. It's but known as the Eric Gregg. I mean, he was a 300-pound black. Yes, he was a he was a large boy, umpire. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. What you talk, Good work. All right. Where are we? Let's go. All right. We're moving on. Here, We're so. going on to that. Uh, that uh, it was. This is game five now, where they put up four runs in uh, I think the sixth inning, and then got. Wamboozled. Then lost that whole lead, yeah. um, which was and I'm and I'm sorry. I believe I misspoke. That was the game when Arcia made his god awful oh, um, base yeah, running it was. play. It was. I, I put it up there earlier because it was the fact that Arcia got three hits in that game and no one. However, else let's like, let's just put this out there. If you were to say the Brewers played on any given day, and then also said Arcia made some. Base running blunder. Yeah, right. You wouldn't question it. No, right. I'm. I'm not sure a lot of people went. What? Like, did he make a bad base? This is shocking. Play? What are you speaking of? This. Right. This. Ar- Orlando Arcia is the best base runner in all of baseball. Yeah. So okay. what? I, uh, as bad as that was, I mean, Justin Smoke made a horrible error in that game. Do you remember that? Yeah. Were you watching that when he like just had a nice grounder to first and he. Chucked it, it over into, the second baseman. Yeah, in the left field. That was, it was supposed to be a double play, and then right. he chucked it out in left field. Yep, it was just a total meltdown. So, just a horrible. horrible so the game. Brewers went ahead, and they were down two nothing, I believe. Yeah, and they, and then they scored back. four runs in that inning and went up two. No, they were up four. They were up four. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, so they were down two nothing. They scored two in the sixth. To yes. tie it up, yes, and then in the top of the seventh, they scored four <sighs> runs, right? And that was you felt good about that because because they're up four, because they're up four <laughs> in the seventh, and then and Suter came in in the bottom yeah. of the seventh, and he did not pitch well, and that was a and weird there were because he there had were errors, like, he, he had and, pitched an inning beforehand, yeah. and just all of a sudden he just yeah, loses it, it was like, it was he was 
I mean, he was Brett Suter, so he was taking like one and a quarter second between each one of his pitches, yep. and it wasn't working for him because he couldn't hit the strike zone. Right. And Which you would never, just, you it would was never a, say though. Hey, dude, look, slow down. Like that's not it your game. It was an like, off day for Suter. Right. But yeah. it could. They could have gotten out of it with some good defensive well, play. If and Justin it never Smoke happened. would have made a normal throw to second base, it would have got out of it, and they would have won the right. game. So it's fine. Right. Um, it was just it was bad. It was hard. But what to watch. what what stuck with me in that one? Hold on one second here. Why don't we take a quick little break? Let's and take we'll a break. Take a break. We'll come back in a second. I yeah. don't know what we were talking about other than I think the Brewers lost. Well, yeah, the Brewers lost. So that the bad thing about that game was that Josh Lindblom got hurt. He did. Yeah. He did with the uh, uh, my back started to feel tight thing. Yeah, and. Did you notice, like, he did not look like I expected? No. I don't know what I expected Josh Bloom to look like. No. But he sort of looked like a dump truck driver. He did. Like, he's very he's a, a blue-collar-looking kind of guy. He really is. Right. Like, if you walked up to him on the street, you could almost guarantee that he's got some sort of, like, putty knife on him. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and he, when, when I first saw Yasmani Grandal, when he got to the Brewers, like when you first look at him, like, wait, he looks like he's from the bayou of Louisiana, yes. like, and has a crawfish hanging out of his yes. hanging out of his mouth. Like Josh Lindblom, mm, crawfish, sort of looked like I don't know a guy you wouldn't you want. Would, if you ran into him on the street, you wouldn't say, "Oh, you look exactly like what I would describe as a major league pitcher." Right. No, he's sort of a scruffy-looking dude, Ish. and I'm sure he's a very nice individual, but but he got hurt quick, just like any brewer would do, and he, he throws like six or seven pitches. Like, he's got like three fastballs, two different yeah. breaking balls, a changeup, a splitter. So I saw something, uh, and I can't give credit to somebody because I don't recall what it was, but it was his first inning splits on pitches. It was on Twitter, so I assume it was like... Oh, it must be accurate. It was Adam McKelvery or one of the other Brewer type of fall or like the Brewer reporters. Mm-hmm. And uh, they showed the spread of his first inning pitches, and there were five different pitches, and it was in it encompassed the entire strike zone. Right. Yeah, what? he's... he's ha, ha, ha. What the fuck? He's one of those guys. Yeah. 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 So that's the one they... And, Ended up, they lost. I think what's his name, Moran, hit yet another home run, or something. And yeah, I, let's not talk about. They him. they puked that away. So off. we'll move on to the next game, which was Woodruff's second start, which was yes, phenomenal, which was way better than the first one. Yeah, and I, I believe I got a text message from you during the game that it was reminiscent reminiscent of Max Scherzer. Yes, he had the same type of stuff. Like his yeah. stuff is just as good as Max Scherzer. Now, if he can, you know, do it game after game, year after year, fine. But he's got the same type of, like, high fastball, great changeup slider, and just ridiculous stuff. So, at one point, he threw 69 pitches. <laughs> <laughs> 69. Yeah. 39 were 95 plus. That's double oral sex. <sighs> anyway... So 39 out of 69 pitches were 95 mile an hour or, or higher from Woodruff. So he is just absolutely throwing gas. He's throwing gas. Yeah. Um, and I, I made another note that I think, who was it? It might have been uh, um, 
Bill Schroeder, who said, because somebody hit one over uh, the right field wall, almost into um, what's is it? McGovey like, Cove. No, that not in Pittsburgh. Is it uh, McGovey Cove? No, that's in San that's in San Francisco. What's the one it's, in Pittsburgh? It's uh, 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 uh. Is it the Allegheny? No, the Allegheny, maybe yeah. whatever it was. He said maybe another two feet and it would have been wet. Yeah. And I sort of wish he would have said like another two inches and it would have been wet because that would have just got all all the giggles in the world. And <laughs> we're immature. Yeah. Now on on that note, I, I and I don't remember what what game it was that that it was said, but it was the post game when uh, Jerry Augustine was talking, and they hadn't oh brought imagine. Josh Hader in for a few games, and Jerry Augustine literally said, "Closers come in spurts." <laughs> To which I believe I immediately stood up and said, "Don't we all?" <laughs> but you know, oh, the so immature just, minds are I more know. fun. I know it was just so mature. it was so perfect, but yeah. So anyway, it was a great pitch game. I don't even remember what the score is. I didn't write it down, but it was just a great game. And by the way, it was the last game that the Brewers played, and it was Wednesday. So, did you just get bit by a bug or I something? I just got attacked by something that fell from the trees. It was three to nothing. Hmm. Oh, oh, that was the game that it was a one hitter for the Pirates. The Pirates only had one hit that game. That's right. It was that weak ass, yeah. like swinging bunt oh. that was thrown. Uh, that uh, was a Pena or Navarez. Or I think it was Navarez. 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 Uh, he right. picked it up and threw it left of the uh, first base. Okay. And they called it a hit where they could have easily called it an error and it would have been a no-hitter for the Brewers pitching staff. Really? Yes. Because uh, the post-game interviews, they talked uh, to Brandon Woodruff about it, and he said he had no idea about it until they got into the end of the locker room where they talked about there was only one hit that uh, the entire game, and it was that one. And they wanted to argue that to MLB that it wasn't a hit; it was an error, so that they get a team no hitter. This is—it sounds like you're talking about the CC Sabathia game again. Uh, we're not going to talk about that game. This was a real life game in 2020. Oh, all right. I. You I want me to pull that. up the box score? No, I can I pull don't. up the box score for you. No, I'm going to really pull up the box to, score. I don't wanna really want to see I'm, your box. I'm it's going fine. to. I'm going to show you my box. Right <sighs> here it is. Pittsburgh. Zero runs on one hit, and they had one error. Brewers had three runs on six eight and hits and no errors. And it was the Navarez. Nope. Navarez. Nope. Narvarez. Nope. Narvaez. Narvaez. It was a swinging bunt that he threw left of first base. Oh, interesting. It could have very well I, been I knew a that Brewers they didn't no get anything out of the infield on Woodruff for the longest time, like not even a fly ball out. They didn't get right. a. They didn't get a hit at all. Yeah, I'm gonna call that a non-hit. Yeah, they didn't get a hit at Fair all. Fair enough. If you notice that Jed Jerko looks like a, every sixth grade math teacher you've ever had. Jed Jerko is my hero. He and only because of the TikTok and Instagram and oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the, Twitter the, videos that the he like chucks the beanbag thirty yards and it lands in the hole, or he chugs a beer and then chucks one in. Yeah. This he is the epitome of Wisconsin in Wisconsin sports. So it makes sense that he looks like a middle school right. teacher. Absolutely. The last person you would want to pick even for your softball team and Right. Jed yeah. Jerko has a permanent home with the Milwaukee Brewers if it's up to me. Fair enough. Um, so by the way, when we come to Gruber time, we have to oh. we have to double up because we did not do it last oh, time. Oh balls. I realize we did not we missed it in the last episode. 
So anyway, so we're we we've covered the the last few games for the Brewers. Are we now, up to Brewstivus? Yeah, we're up to Brewstivus. Oh. But but again, all the Brewer games have been canceled for this weekend. I'm I'm guessing tomorrow's canceled. I'm too. assuming that tomorrow's because no they because they had two positive tests on Friday, which canceled Friday's game. Yeah. They had four additional positive tests today, uh, which if you want to check out our last episode i bitched about the cardinals going to a fucking casino and i also bitched about the uh nba having a more stable league than mlb which i'm fairly certain i didn't expect any time in my life but the m I, i will throw it out there again the national basketball association has navigated and uh, implemented a program for COVID-19 better than any other league in the country right now. Yep. Uh, do we want to go to Brucevist? Do we want to review Justin's beer? Let's review my beer. I want to read this again. I was hypnotized by the deep blue of that scintillating sapphire. This is on the side of your can. Why don't he I pick slid. it up? Why don't I pick it up where I left off last time? These clever fools knew how I yearned for that blue. Casting their painted devices, disrupting my domain, inviting themselves into the depths of our shared desolation, isolation, annihilation. Justin, this is on the can. So what you need to understand that is the Fox Valley is very theatrical. They're very literary. They're very. um, You're not going to find a whole bunch of the Fox Valley folks. Um, out in the woods, shooting shit, um, slitting things' throats, and humping Look, dead animals. I'm not opposed to poetic waxing about beer. Our favorite brewery used to be our favorite brewery in in our hometown. Has not our hometown, but the town we we live in now. Right. Has a long quote from Teddy Fucking Roosevelt's on the wall, which is Accurate. one of the best presidential quotes of all time. It's accurate. This is not. One of the best presidential quotes of all time. No, this it's, is, it's it's created personally. This it's, is it's self, just itself. It's I don't read this and want a beer. When I talk about when well, I read when I read fucking, Teddy Roosevelt quotes about about how the the brave man dusts himself off the ground in the arena in the blood and the sweat and wants to punch the neck. I want to have another beer. This does not make me... I was hypnotized by the deep blue of that scintillating sapphire. It doesn't make me want to have a beer, Justin. Okay, two things. One, don't fucking read the side of the can then. And two, I have seen no problems with you going back to the cooler and continuing to drink them. So... Oh, yeah, now you switch because you have to throw your opinion out on this. So let's talk about it. I'm it, obligated to drink these beers because you it, chose them, Justin. It's, it's a blue bobber blueberry ale. And so I saw that the Fox River Brewing Company, in which I grew up with, I know the owners of, I saw that they had two different types of beers that were available to us. One was this tale of blue and the other one was this like rhubarb or strawberry or raspberry or cherries. It was not as appealing. Can I ask why you just didn't move on to the next 80 beers from Wisconsin? So I understood, I understood at this point, 
I was the follow-up to what was supposed to be six beers prior to this. However, the previous beer uh, uh, you can't blame supplier did not do it. So my hold on, my understanding no, was no, you you just so, threw the feet of Travis and that. So my my understanding was this was supposed to be after six beers already. So I was trying to find something slightly lighter. So after six beers, I would not be able to read. Only lonely fishermen conspiring to entangle me in their nets. Well, no, no, I didn't look at that at all. I was just looking for something lighter. Like, I wasn't looking for an IPA. I wasn't looking for uh, something heavy malt. I was looking for something lighter. And there were two options. It was this one, or there was some, like, lemon shandy that had a 2.9 percentage alcohol attached to it. what gas station did you get these beers? I was at Woodman, so go fuck yourself. So, so those were the only options for light beer from Wisconsin? This is, this is, I was, time no. out, I was also looking for obscure so that I could match Travis so that we could call you a gigantic douchebag. Wait a minute, oh. you were matching, so you knew the beer ahead of time? No, I didn't. No, but Travis said, there's no way you're going to pick this. So I had to pick something that was obscure. Because he hinted in which you, I was you, not going to pick it. You could have picked Spotted Cow because you know he's not going to pick that if you're looking for light beer. No, 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 no. I wasn't looking for light beer specifically. I was looking you for just, obscure. You, just, you literally just said, I'm looking for a light beer because I know he's going to pick something heavy and this is going to be like the no, eighth no, no, and ninth no, no, no. beer. And- what, I, what I'm saying is we were going to be 12 beers deep by the end of it. I was trying to pick something lighter, but I was trying to pick something obscure to try to match Travis so we could call you a douchebag on the entire episode, this one and the last one. Well, and nice work I trying to get me to be the douchebag because I think that incorrectly. So there's that. So you can go fuck yourself, and it's let's just—it's not, just, a, it's it's not, not a, awful. It's not a horrible beer. I I will rate this just, as a solid single. It is a solid hit to right field, <laughs> and I got on base. <laughs> Travis, you can go the fuck ahead. I will rate this. Beer Get closer to the microphone. Huh? I will rate this beer at the absolute best. A bunt in which the batter is out. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I, I could drink these. That's fine. What bugs me is what's written on the side of it and your complete bullshit explanation for picking it. I this is. Li- a- I would like to say part of my decision... Um, in part rested with Justin's explanation, which was troubling. This is a hit by pitch. <laughs> you got hit by Yeah, but he got on first base, right? Yeah. There's not a, an out. Yeah, I could drink. It's not an out. That's all we ask for on a batter. It's all we ask for on a batter and not good, get out. He's a good person. He's given a lot of things. <laughs> but yeah, this um, was not a good beer. Everybody's allowed to make a mistake once. I went out on an edge. I wanted to try something yes, different. Absolutely. And, it, and, and you should back up and apparently say, didn't work. Mistakes. I've made like a couple hundred of them. Sometimes it's best just to <laughs> Travis, off. I've never seen you make a mistake before in my life. <laughs> the last episode, sometimes he said he jumped off a three foot roof. Say, That's also true. I fucked up. Travis, Josh, <laughs> in my, in my uh, decision making for this beer today, I fucked up. Thank you. That means a lot, and I think we can let it rest. Yep, and we're done. Good work. Moving on. It's time for Bruce of us. By the way, 
Um, again, please remember, we have Gruber time times two. We did not do it the previous episode. We have to do it twice. I want, I want in on both. Do you want to start with Gruber time? Let's start, start with Gruber time. Yeah. Travis, you're up then. You've been building this up for a couple days. That's what she said. Lead in and I will talk more. Oh, so, all right. So, Gruber time. So, everybody knows David Gruber. If you've watched the Brewers or the Bucks, you have to listen to that pencil neck moron oh, in his little track suit garbage holding a baseball bat so this is the time that we we've talked about this what we're gonna make this into is what we would rather do than watch a david gruber commercial so travis what would you rather do justin do you want to go ahead and oh that's so awful uh so travis what would you rather put yourself through than listen to david gruber I would rather pee into an electric fence. I would rather piss into the wind. I would rather taunt a rabid honey badger. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, good. I would rather try to put out a grease fire with water. (laughs) I would rather try to stop a runaway boat with um well nothing <laughs> with your body I would rather try to stop a lawn mare a lawn mower without okay with your I've, I've actually got a push sack, mower or? uh no this is good okay I've actually you push more your mower. yard I've got a push mower that I've got a little cable issue so when I'm done mowing, I have to let it run out of fuel when I turn off the gas. So that is awesome. <laughs> Jesus. I'm just going to finish with this. I would like the, the Gruber thing to continue, but I think what I, what I indicated I feel very strongly about, but I'm just going to finish with this. I would rather run headlong into a brick wall and be concussed than listen to David Gruber. That's fantastic. Fair enough. So, my my first Gruberism would be. Do you guys? I don't know, Justin, if you're old enough to remember this. Travis, I think you might be. Do you guys remember the Iron Sheik? Oh yeah, the Iranian. The yes. Iranian. Yep, the Iranian. I do vaguely you, remember that. Do you remember his finishing move? No. The camel clutch. Oh. The camel toe. The, yes. Yes. The oh, camel no. clutch. Good point, Justin. But it was not. It was the clutch. Mm. Yeah. By all means, please YouTube. Oh, yeah. The camel clutch right now. As He's I ex- almost for sure dead, right? He has to be dead. Who? Down your cheek. No, no, he's still he's still alive and tweeting constantly. His, his I saw camel clutch, what, and when what, I did that, it was it Twitter. To get him to one of our events. I, Twenty bucks, probably. I, I would pay whatever. It, no, 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 no. The Iron Sheik is a he's a minor. He's seven fifty. Five thousand dollars. No bullshit. It yes. It would not cost that much. Yes, it would. Huh? Yes, it would. To get the Iron Sheik here, 5000 bucks. I think you're overestimating his meaning to most people. I think you're wrong, but regardless, anyway, I would endure one minute of the camel clutch from the Iron Sheik himself, not just turn it. Justin, 
Justin, turn it down. What are you doing? We're trying to Justin. Justin. I don't know. It was a camel clutch song. Why are you being that way? Josh, Josh asked me to look up the camel clutch. Josh told me to look up the Iron Sheik and the Camel Clutch. Not and that was live the, on YouTube. And that was the first thing to... that... Well, he, he didn't specify. Oh, my God. Anyway. God. So I I would endure one minute in the Camel Clutch from the Iron Sheik himself, the master of the Camel Clutch, to avoid... No, no, no. I'm saying I would, I would endure one minute so of the Camel Clutch from the Iron Sheik to avoid... You camel toe for one minute. To... What would it take to get 10 guys to put in 20 bucks each? And then I get it's not for free. Okay. I could but find I, I could find 10 guys that would put in 20 bucks to watch him get obliterated by the, the Sheik. The Sheik won't do it. There's no way the Iron Sheik is coming here. There's no way he even lives in this country. He might not. He probably doesn't. No, he was a gold medal uh, Olympian for Iran. Was he? Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah different yeah but i would do that rather than listen to david gruber anyway all right my turn well no i mean your point i get it but i think the david gruber stuff has to be a little more oh shit you know what i'm saying you what, so i really, i will bring think it it's like awful like well, that's not that back. bad to I'll like endure a camel clutch from the iron sheik i will bring it back have you watched a so, camel clutch from the iron sheik Christ, i was watching the iron sheik and we smell like pee yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm Josh, Josh, by the way. Whatever your name is, <laughs> I am almost certain that I watched... You said you'd run into a brick wall. That's... It's, it's Okay, it's bad. It's not very creative. At I least I came up with something creative. My head, not my body, my head. Which means I would run completely, it would be a concussion. That's different. That's awesome. I, I could just take a hammer and hit myself in the nuts. Yeah, whoop-de-doo. Come up with something a little bit better. I'm ready to mutilate myself if you want me to talk. Okay, let's get back to this Iron Sheik thing. Okay. If indeed, because we have to be somewhat realistic. Right. What I'm telling you right now is if Amy told me, after two more beers, you would either run into a wall, or the boathouse, or the truck, or whatever, and you could avoid David Gruber... I think I would do it. Okay, that's how we have to look at it. I don't think we look at it as an impossibility because I think the Iron Sheik isn't realistic. So what? What are you bringing? A, a, a completely. Where we could do? I could run into that wall now and hurt myself, and it would be part of it. He could also jump off a three-foot roof. Well, that see, see, is I, a shame because that was a great story. See, I I disagree because I would rather say something like I wish Kit from Knight Rider. Would do a break stand on my ball yes! sack before, before watching a David Gruber commercial. Solid point. That right. would be better than the chic thing. Solid point. Fine, but I'm saying you can be a little more creative than just you know. I would jab its needle in my eye. I will, what to do? I will rescind what I said earlier because what Josh is saying is accurate. Yes, I like that thought. Thank you, Justin. Do you have anything to add to this? Is it my turn? Can I say my thing now that you petulant fools have done arguing? So there is construction going on near my house. And part of that construction has included like expanding where the roadway and bike trail would be. 
And as a part of that, they need to remove some pine trees that are in the area. So they've got this fancy little, like, it's a big machine and a big long arm that cuts all of the limbs off the tree before oh, they knock down yeah, the yeah. before they knock down the the bark or the the like yep main part of the tree they also so they don't have to haul the uh branches away they've got this machine that looks like what the city rolls around to clean the sidewalks like the public sidewalks that are their thing they but instead of just being a brush to push snow away there are uh gigantic blades on it so when they roll over these branches it turns these massive branches that have been on these pine trees for decades into uh maybe mulch at best uh it but they just leave it there so they don't have to haul it away so I would rather be a branch on this pine tree, get cut down by this massive saw, and then get trampled and cut up into many, many little pieces by this, what I'm calling a snowblower with uh, gigantic blades on it, than listen to David David one call, that's it's all. all. And I don't think I need to participate any further because that is that is heavy body damage. It's good. Yeah. That's well done. So we're done with Gruber? I think so. All right. Bruce of us. Are we, um, where are we at? Is this stage two or is Hold on. stage one? Should we take a little break and figure it out? You tell me. Hold on. We'll be right back. Okay, and we're back. Thanks for staying with us if you are. <laughs> Why don't you have a life? Um, anyway, we're moving on to Brucevist. You, again, have claimed to have a good Brucevist. Some gripe, some grievance, some something you need to get off your chest about a, sports in general. I have a gripe against two people. I used to host a uh, power tool decathlon at my house. And Bill Schlage and Mark were very good competitors. They were maybe the best. Um, and um, they knew it. Shocking. And here's my problem with that. From the get-go, I made it clear to just about everybody that the power tool decathlon was about a couple of things. And it wasn't all safe and it wasn't all smart. But it had to do with people drinking a certain amount of alcohol and going out and doing the best they could during and using power tools. What Not could go wrong? Tools, but some. And almost exclusively, the competitors won or lost based on their their abilities, which means that they drank a certain amount. They started. They got themselves under some highballs or some um, beers or whatever they did, and. The problem with Mark and Bill, and I saw this over a three-year period, and I like both of them immensely, is that they really focused a lot on the winning versus the... the, the Drinking? Right. And, and what happened was, and we saw this over a three-year period, 
and there's no like definitive proof of they did this, they could have done this. Let's just put it this way. They really, really didn't drink much until the competition was over and shocking. Great. And that's great if you want to I mean here's the reality, that's that's not a bad time for anyone. But the whole fucking idea of the power tool decathlon is drink and perform acts while you're drinking. And but both of them continually. And now keep in mind, I emphasize this, they're both very good at what they do. They won fair and square, but had they maybe, let's say, taken a little bit of the theme of the entire event a little more seriously, the, the odds would have been different. So my Bruce of this is this, Bill Schlage and Mark not taking the power tool decathlon as seriously as they should. But Bill's he was taking it less seriously and drank more is what you're saying. Yeah, Josh, I mean, that's accurate too, but in the event, yeah. had, they, had they got under highballs like nine out of, or nine and a half out of ten people, um, they would have been very, very competitive because they're very ah. good at what they do, and they probably would have won anyway. Mm. And it's like, God damn it, guys! So now they, don't wait to drink till the end. Yeah. So they have but, an asterisk. Yeah. An asterisk in my mind. All right. So my Brustavis is uh, very baseball related, not nearly as as involved as that. So when um, when a error is made in baseball. Or let's say when an error is not made in baseball. Let's say that a ball goes up to center field, or even on the infield or wherever. If you miss so bad on that fly ball that the ball doesn't even touch your glove, you are not given an error. Meaning you can just lose it in the sun, or what have you, or just whiff so bad your feet get tangled, whatever, the ball hits the ground and you get a double when the ball is hit right behind second base. It should be given an error if it doesn't hit your glove. Right. I would I would like to weigh in here, and I'm not so sure how Just feels about this. I've had this concern for many years, and it's pissed me off in some cases. It was always the, if you didn't have a chance to touch it, it's not an error. Right. And I think it's to the scorekeeper's Stop discretion, because I them. think they need certain discretion with sun and stuff like that, because some situations with a bad sun, it's like, holy fuck, you literally couldn't see it, so but, let's not give that guy an error, I get right. it. But there's also many plays, I mean, we've all... We've all seen the the pop-up for the pitcher, catcher, first baseman, maybe the shortstop, and it falls, and yes. it's like, okay. But I, 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 I don't think that's so much what you're talking about. I, it it actually it is. Me, someone has to take charge, and there's an error somewhere, so it's a sign well, responsibility. You, you, you could even say that and call it, because I think the problem is, right. who do you assign the error to? Right. So you assign a team error. Rather than a, a yeah, and I, I mean, ooh. is is team air really something you want to dive into? It's probably yes. not, even though it's a good idea. It completely but how is. about just a listen? Somebody needs to get it. Someone's going to get the shit sandwich. I, I think that might be better because I think once you get into the team air, uh, maybe if, it's not the end of the world. If if it's a pop up that where everyone looks at each other all of a sudden and hits the ground in front of them, that's a team error. Like, that was a completely catchable ball. Now, if you someone hits a, a grounder and the guy goes down to get it and it goes under his glove and he doesn't touch it, they'll give that error to that, that infielder. But, 
Yeah. Why don't you deal with it? But like, you know, a pop-up and, and take the sun away from it. I, I could see that. Right. But if you just like, just whiff on it so bad. Oh, honey, that looks great. Oh, thanks for the pizza. It's not the most common thing and probably not the, 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 something you need to dedicate a lot of time to. But that, that's eliminate the ball falls and four people are staring around. Nobody gets there. It's a base hit. Um, but that's how, not a how, hit. How, where, where do you attach the air? And I think this is. Is that a Josh's, team air? I think it's to Josh's point. Um, there are four people that you could <laughs> legitimately say fucked up. So is a team air the dumbest thing in the world? Then maybe it's not. Oh, right. You shouldn't get a double off of something like that. That's and how many times have we have we seen it? Right. It's not uncommon. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Justin. Thoughts? I agree. I'm fine with the team error. Good input. Good good input. No, <laughs> solid. That's that's what we want in our right. color that, commentator. That is there for both of you. Perfect. Uh, do you have a Bruce of us on this go around? Uh, I thought it was your turn. I just said the error. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh my God! God damn it! Bring up something, and I guarantee you, I will have something that pisses me off. Just throw anything out there. Oh, uh, my my Brustavis has to do with uh, the Major League Baseball and their inability to control their players. I know it sort of rolls like in my last one, but that was more specific toward individual players. Right. This is, has to do with the league and their uh, a. Ability to think that just isolating regions is actually going to work while allowing their players to yeah. go off and do whatever the fuck yeah, they right. want. And, and, and isn't this, doesn't this segue well into one of the points we had talked about um, earlier about how we cover? And that is, fellas, are we in a situation where our season is gone? Right. Yes, and, I think so. I, I We're will done. I also say, to your point, I think we have mostly mostly good people who are human who are capable of mistakes or capable of whatever mm. i think right. we mostly have good people trying to do the right thing but holy shit what a what a what a different situation if you if you can backtrack your covid exposure to a club or a casino <laughs> you are not in control of your players but, as but, a but, team but, and you're but, not okay, in control me, of your players oh, okay. as uh right as a league. Okay. That's wonderful. And okay. What are you able to do as a league to make that better? The what NBA. Kind of, well, no, no, no. What kind of, not talk baseball. Let's just say that these Cardinal players went to a casino or wherever, and that's where we think they got it. Because we don't know 100% for sure, right? Right. Because you don't know. You tell me how we deal with that from an enforcement standpoint. So, so the NBA is able to have 20-plus teams within one bubble area. Okay. You're not telling okay. me that okay. that the MLB sure. cannot have their regional teams within one so, bubble so, area so, each. So could, so could Major League Baseball, if they started at 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., whatever, run all their teams out of... Um, out of um, Miami or Fort Lauderdale or whatever. I mean, are you saying that these we could really have this funky ass goddamn that takes 
the home team kind of out of the picture entirely, like the NBA? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying if they if they truly wanted, because right. because sort of what home field advantage are you getting without fans you in the stands you anyway? You don't. So right. why not throw them in a sterile environment where right. you're not going to be uh, exposed to this situational so, issues? So what, what is that in baseball? You, area you pick the you Chicago, pick Chicago, Chicago. So Chicago has two major league ballparks. Milwaukee is within 60 miles of them. But Absolutely. But, but so you have, you have three ballparks in which... 10 teams can play on a regular basis so, at so to your so to your point justin what you're hinting at very strongly and quite frankly it appeals to me without the oh boy how do you actually make it work from a strategic level is a a a a, a neutral field yep and multiple games let's just get these fucking things in and that's not worry at all about home field because why? Because they're going really out of home field anyway because they're cardboard cutouts if you have. Right. Did you watch and did you watch the Bucks game the other night? Or last night or whatever? So essentially all they had was this electronic board that pumped uh uh, uh zoom zoom fans on the side. I will, I will, I'm talking. The Premier League well, did the like same thing. Oh yeah, yeah. So Zoom Zoom, they superimposed a Zoom image of fans in what looked like chairs. And then when they didn't have that, they had, because Milwaukee was the home team, they had Milwaukee Bucks logos on the side. And during the game, they played, like, the rap music that gets played in home field. And then when when the Celtics had the ball, they played the defense and whatever, like, the chants were. You can't, you can't. Tell me that that was an advantage for the Bucks over the Celtics. So, so no, absolutely. So, there are a trillion different ways to make the NBA work without an NBA stadium, a venue. Right. You could do it. So, I, I like what you're saying. Do I've been anti NBA for like ten to fifteen years, so right. that's not my deal. But. Nice. How approach how, it, tackle it, coach. How bad are you going to mutilate that pizza? <laughs> as bad as your mom I did last night. Oh, yeah, he's a That's just peachy. So, could the bubble not be in Arizona where they have how many different minor right. league fields and spring training camps? Could it? Yes. Right. Why not, right? Arizona and Florida. Who, again, the two Dude, biggest hot spots in the country. No, no. nobody's going to the game. Who cares? It's not a financial thing. No. Right. The, uh, and, of course, Florida and Arizona are the two biggest hot spots in the country. But, but if you isolate your but people. But if you bubble them down there, I I don't know. I'm surprised. Could, could or would have what's happening right now. You're going to want to start that sentence again because you knocked your microphone over. <laughs> you know yeah. what? If I would have had better, no. yeah, throw that back at you. Yeah, you were. It's gonna get rejected back. Yeah, they call it Dikembe Mutombo. Yep. <laughs> so good. Could what's happening with Major League Baseball as we speak? The yep. game today and tomorrow, which yep. is gonna be a double, and so three games are wiped out. Yep. And 
Let's be realistic, guys. This is be part of it's because it's the Cubs. It's not because it's part of the Brewers, but it's because it's part of the Cubs. Mm -hmm. This is going to be one of those, oh, my God, why are we even trying it moments. Yep. And by tomorrow morning, there's going to be some deep discussions. And by Monday morning, it's going to be decision time, right? Right. Do we look at what Justin said? Why the fuck couldn't we do a spring training-ish, whatever? We all know they can do it. They've done it for 30 freaking years. And maybe had it been done differently, couldn't it have been in place a long time ago? And I, and I really don't want to be that guy because I don't have all of the answers. And if I don't, I'm that asshole that says, okay, fuckers, you messed up, but I don't have the answer. Right. But what, what I think people have known for quite some time is the ability for Arizona, mm -hmm. especially in certain Florida teams within their bubble, you could absolutely make this work, and you know what? The times are going to be shitty, the amount of games, the whatever. Yep. But you use a small amount of fields for an exorbitant amount of games, but you make it work. Hey, listen, nobody ever could forecast this. No one ever could predict what we're in, but could you maybe have tried that versus what we're doing now? And I don't know. because. Well, and well, here's the thing. The, the the players that are COVID positive, what if they didn't play by the rules in their environment that they'd been stipulated to, and could this have happened regardless? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you don't have the kind of, like, good relations among the players' union and the owners that you do in, like, the NBA. I mean, when was the last labor unrest you had in the NBA? We had the strike in, like, what, 96 or something? Mm-hmm. You know, that was a long time ago. Ever since then, I don't remember, like, labor unrest in the NBA. Because right. I'm guessing one side has all the power. But the um, MLB is just a nightmare. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd love to talk basketball sometime. That isn't the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not where you're... Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, what are we on to? You had your breweries. Travis Breweries. No, you had your Brewstivist. I just had my Brewstivist. And Travis now we're breweries. on to... I have breweries. Yep, you're on to breweries. So, breweries is uh, focused on any non-fatal alcohol-related situation that you either participated in or part of or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's so perfect because I, I just pitched about Bill Schlage and uh, <laughs> Mark Piper and the Power Tool Decathlon. And I, I don't want to add, both those guys are awesome. I like them as people. They were true athletes, but, you know, they want to win. Oh, by the way, I do too, and they fucking did what they could, but they, they didn't drink as much as maybe they should have. So here's a couple of people that did, did drink as much as they should have, and it could have resulted in a death. And it actually <laughs> is the reason that I took a really long, hard look at not having a 2011 or 12 decathlon i don't know what the exact years but anyway this was the last one we had so denny and troy jensen two people that i've talked about a lot um, my best <laughs> buddy and his idiot dad so troy jumped the off the three-foot roof right troy's the one that jumped off the roof and jesus god i don't know how i fucked that up but believe me when i tell you it's dangerous and i'll if i need to bring out photos i will but we're gonna move on <laughs> Here was the here was the idea. You drove an ATV 
with a rope behind you and you pulled your opponent through the water which was about 20 feet 25 feet of water and then up to what I had developed so here's the story about three four years prior to the event we put in a swimming pool and my insurance company <laughs> told me I couldn't have a diving board or a slide and it wasn't like my insurance company was different or whatever that's just what you did so I'm pissed and I said screw that so I built an eight-foot diving platform so I put four four by fours up oh Jesus and I Christ built a diving platform and I dove in it because I'm quite a diver actually and I dove in that six feet deep end without any hands and there's video of it and there's photos and I was pretty good at it that's not what we're talking about here so anyway when we decided to do the power dual decathlon a couple of years later, I'm like, well, how the hell can we use this eight-foot platform? Well, we're going to have it at the end of the, um, you race down the water, and you get out of the water, and you touch it. Well, so I remember giving the instructions like it was yesterday, and I said to 26 people, we had 13 teams, I said, here's the deal, folks, just be smart about this. When you get to the end of the water, or close to it, let go. Because the guy driving the ATV doesn't know exactly where you're at. They're pulling oh across the water. <laughs> you let go and you touch the water. And 12 out of 13 teams followed it perfectly. <laughs> well, Troy and Denny Jensen, because they're Troy and Denny Jensen, didn't follow it very well. So, Denny, because he's like 68 at the time, and apparently not able to saddle up the board, Hits the ATV, guns it, doesn't stop, and Troy, who was God knows what age, just being a dumbass, doesn't let go. Like oh, he should have. So what no. happened with Troy is because the ATV is doing 10 to 15 miles an hour, he launches out of the water, he hits this ramp of sorts, and he goes headlong into the 8-foot platform that had been there for, oh my God, nobody would ever hit it purposes. Well, Troy hit it, and he hit it hard, and he went head first, and I have not, in my recent life, been as worried as I was, <laughs> and I'm really, really glad it was him, because I've known him forever, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, buddy, you know, and he's okay, and he starts to yell at his dad, and Dad's like, well, you never told me to stop. And Troy's like, Jesus Christ, didn't you listen? You let out. You know, it was, it was, it was fun. You know, it's kind of like the, you know, pack and um, pack and his uh, his uh, carry on for the airport because he's an idiot, right? Oh Not an God. idiot, but. Capable of idiot moves, and no. I mean, he just—it should not have happened. So, um, I saw pictures of it i talked to different people and i was like i don't know a one eight at the time and by the time <laughs> i got the full grasp i was probably a two oh and i'm like we're never doing another power pool decathlon <laughs> because i can't have my best buddy paralyzed and i can't have anybody paralyzed so my my long story brewery story is as cool and as reflective as it is because the whole story behind the, the brewery story was to show that people can still function under the influence, whether they're, you know, under some kind of sleeping pill or cold medicine or whatnot. Don't don't tell someone at 
you know, a one pill they can't move because it doesn't do any good for anyone. And um, so um, Troy and Denny were directly responsible for the power pill decathlon. Um, Being not, canceled. Not canceled, but they were also the reason that it was also successful for three or four years because they were an absolute highlight, wonderful people, best friends and whatnot, but I can't, I don't want to live as an 88-year-old knowing that I, I paralyzed <laughs> a friend. So that's my, that's my, my Bruce to this story. Uh, boy, I could get really specific on some of these powerful decathlon events that would fit the... Um, the brewery story, but I, I don't want to do that. Kind of speaks for itself. So fair enough. Thank you for taking the time to listen. No, very good. And that's and thank you, Troy and Denny, for being who you are. <laughs> Though you'll never hear this. <clears throat> All right. So my Bruceavis story is back when I was I don't know a couple two three years out of college. I was managing a bar down in Winona, or I'm sorry, in La Crosse, Minnesota. Hey, thank you so much. And uh, so I surprised it took this long to, to get out, but I'm actually, well, I'm a huge Badgers and Brewers and Bucks fans are a fan. I'm also a Bear fan. Um, and the reason for that is my parents are from Chicago. They grew up on the south side of Chicago. So And you have a mental illness. Yeah, I clearly have a mental illness. So I've got a buddy from Chicago, and he called me up one day. He's like, dude, I got, uh, I've got tickets to the... Uh, you guys want to work something out with this pizza here before I continue? You fine? Just keep talking. Keep talking. Jesus. So he's like, "Hey, let's uh, let's road trip it up from Lacrosse up to up to Minneapolis. We got tickets. Sweet. Let's do it." Comes up, drive him up there. I grab a bottle of vodka out of the uh, yeah out of the the bar that I managed at the time, and and off we go. Yeah. And off we go. So once we get there to the Metrodome, there's no tailgating. If you've ever been at the Metrodome, there is no tailgating there whatsoever. Fuck Minnesota. Right. So I believe we're just walking to the stadium with an open bottle of vodka, just taking pulls off of it, like passing it back and forth, yeah. if I remember right. We are wearing our Bears jerseys and grass skirts. And what? Grass skirts. Don't ask me why. But why not? You're going to the Metrodome. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And we're Bear fan. Go ahead, make whatever fucking comment you want. I've seen Packer fans run way much dumber shit than that. Okay. Well, don't be defensive. I think that is kind of cool. Thank you. So we're sitting in our seats, drunk. He said, "Kind of drunk." The, f- I mean, fucking wasted in our seats at the Metrodome, like you know, buying beers left and right. Anytime anything minorly good happened in the game, and during that time, if the Bears gained four yards, it was a big deal. So we jump up, <laughs> pouring beer all over the people in front of us. I don't know how many times we had to apologize to them, like, hey, really sorry, sorry about that. So the Bears get killed like they normally do. And so we started, because we have been, like, talking shit the entire game, and we started looking at each other like, how the, f- how the fuck are we getting out of the stadium? Yeah. Without getting our asses handed to us, we're in grass skirts and Bears jersey. Like, what are we gonna do? So, right. So the game ends. the The Vikings win by probably twenty three points. We're like, well, let's just walk out, see what happens. We start walking out. Nothing. No one says a word. Nothing. We're like, well, what the hell are we gonna do? Maybe we should like ramp it up a little bit. Let's go Bears! Hey, go Bears! After we got our asses kicked, nobody says a word. 
get out of the stadium. Like, hey, let's make a lap around the stadium. Start making a lap around the dome. Let's go Bears, go Bears. Nobody says a fucking word. Not one fuck you, not one screw you, not one we just beat your ass, what are you doing? Like, like what? Are we, we're in grass skirts, drunk as shit on vodka, and, and talking shit after we got our asses handed to us. We went into a Viking bar, okay? Sat down at a table, started taking drinks and shots and whatnot. Thought, what? Are, what if we sang the Bears fight song? Bear down, Chicago Bears. Just the two of us in a Viking bar. Me and a, a friend of mine from Chicago went to college with him. Name's Tom. Started singing. It. Look over. The bartender is singing along with us. Nobody says shit. We were standing on the bar stools. Singing the Chicago Bears fight song in a Viking bar after we got our asses handed to us. We go over to the, the bartender afterward. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm a Bear fan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nobody, not one person said a word to us because that is Minnesota fans. Oh, yeah. As soon as that game was done, it was like, meh, meh, if I don't care. Point, I love it. It's so good. That, that's Viking fans. Oh, perfect. I love it. That's it. That was it. Justin, breweries. Oh. Or do you have a comment on that, oh, Travis? That. Yeah. What you said was so perfect because I'm actually listening to your words. I'm like, okay, this is the time where it's going to get ugly. Someone's going to step up. Someone's going to do something. Yep. Like, it never happens. And your story is so unbelievably typical of the average fucking Viking fan. Right. We could have gotten away with anything. I could have found a Viking fan, grabbed his wife, pulled her shirt down, and, like, motorboated her boobs, and I don't think he would have done shit. Yeah. He probably would have thanked you. Probably. That was really cool, man. Huh. Yeah. Thanks for doing that. Right. Save me some time. <laughs> uh, my brewery story includes... Uh, uh, it's, it's college football. And it's Badger football. And in college, uh, one of my buddies from high school turned into the godfather of Badger uh, football tickets. So at any point, I could go down to um, a Badger football game and be assured a ticket in Section O within the first five rows. Hands down. So I went to North Carolina, which wasn't that big of a deal, but Penn State, Ohio State. I went to a Michigan game. Uh, The year that they beat Ohio State when they were ranked, like, in the top five. Oh, shit, that was 2004, 2005. Uh, That was the year that my buddy punctured his lung because he went to climb up the goalpost and fell, and then he got trampled. (laughs) And then we spent an hour and a half looking. Where did you two get hired, respectively? 2006. So, uh, yeah, he got he got trampled and then went back to his dorm room, and we had no idea where he was. We spent an hour and a half looking for him, only to realize that he was back in his dorm room. So, anyway, he so we had these tickets. But my story involves the lead-up to every one of these games, which included getting just shit-faced drunk on Friday night when I would make the trip from uh, from my college down to Madison... And then we would just get annihilated. 
And then the next morning, wake up hungover as fuck. We would walk down to McDonald's and get an Egg McMuffin, a hash brown, and a coffee. We'd bring it back. We'd pour a bunch of Dr. McGillicuddy's in the coffee, and we'd get rolling again. And right at around 8.30 or so, we would hop in the shower and bring in two beers with us. We weren't allowed to leave the shower until we were clean and had drank two beers. So once, your, yeah. So that, those are the rules. This is Madison. This is coming. So this is to straight Madison. Up, to Madison from uh, various campuses around the state. Solid. So Good. then we would get yeah. that little bit of a jag on, and then typically there would be between ten and twelve of us that would go down, and typically there were between two and four females so we would find the most voluptuous of the females and shove uh 750 milliliter bottles of vodka dr mcgillicuddy's rum whatever we had at the time in their bosoms were they okay with that yeah they were perfectly fine with it we're not yeah this wasn't like we weren't committing crimes or anything they were fine with it because because they didn't have to purchase illegal beers at the stadium because they were underage so we would throw those in, and we would make our way down to the campus. And at one point, we would pass um, several large groupings of stairs in which we would blast uh, Eye of the Tiger from our cell phones and then uh, run up and down like we were Rocky, oh, yes, you hitting, yeah. hitting up every single house party that we could find on the way there to get ourselves in the stadium by midway through the first quarter because you can't be there on time and we knew that we would be in those special sections because he was the godfather and he had those seats reserved for us so it was a buddy from high school and he would it was the craziest fucking thing at the time so you would have to wait in line prior to the game at the ticket office to redeem your voucher for a ticket so he would have a group of like 30 or 40 minions that would go sit out on Wednesday evening to the ticket office when they released the tickets on Friday morning. So they would have a rotation of people that would sit outside the office, redeem all the tickets for the sections that we wanted. Essentially, it would be uh, section O, uh, rows 1 to about 6 is what he would control. And then he would pass those out to the people that would pay him to sit out there i think they've changed the rules since then to prohibit that sort of entrepreneurship from occurring but uh we would we would constantly be in all which is in one of the uh one of the end zones but the center of the end zone and the the part of all of the chants that were the most fun oh wow okay that's good work yeah Good That's job. Good job, Justin. I All was right. I was never sober for a no a Badger game. Why would you be? Right. Be stupid if you were. Yeah. All right. So we're have we covered all the Gruber time that we want to do, or do you have a different one, Travis? I think we should cover Gruber every time we meet. I don't have anything additional. Okay. Well, I have another Gruber time that I would Wait. rather do, do than it. listen. I wish someone would strap me to a table and take a belt sander to my balls. Okay. Then listen to another. I've heard that there are STD tests in which uh, large uh, probed Q-tips get shoved up your urethra. Yes. And they go very deep and they get pulled out. 
to test for certain sexually transmitted diseases. I have not had this test personally, but you I've should. heard that I've heard that you this should. is not a favorable test for the male gender. And as such, I would rather have this unfavorable test in my penis than listen to David Gruber. No, no solid advice. And can I just throw out a very blanket, very broad? I would rather be dropped from an airplane without a parachute than watch Dave Gruber. With a gigantic uh, spring load at the bottom, or you hit face into the plane? Into the no, you're conventional. You don't have a, a parachute or anything. You just hit the ground and you die. I think what would be I, I worse is no, hitting the ground and living. Well, Ooh. This is. <laughs> because again. hitting the ground and living would be no. worse than hitting the well, ground and dying. No, I, and, and I appreciate you bringing that up. I'm trying to emphasize I'm going to die on impact. And <laughs> I'm almost for sure that I will um, at any height that's any reasonable at all. I, I just, um, I would rather die than watch him. All right, fair enough. I saw some YouTube video of a guy jumping out of an airplane without a parachute. Yep. And then he went down and then landed in a gigantic net. And that oh, somehow yes. saved Seen him. That, like, yeah. he flipped at the last second, and then he lived. And there is no way that I would ever want to live with the, I'm falling, I'm falling. If I don't flip at the right exact moment, <laughs> I will die. Yeah. Um, either of you two familiar with Alex Honnold at all? No. Oh boy, I can I can tell by the look in your eyes. He's the um, he's the guy that does the the climbing. Um, they call it free solo. Oh yeah, sure. Oh yeah. Watch it; it's amazing. Um, doing any kind of a summary right now isn't fair. It is maybe the best, coolest thing I've ever seen. It it's the it's the why. You know, LeBron James can fuck himself and other people. It's <laughs> like this guy, who's almost certainly on, on the spectrum of some sort, Asperger's or whatnot. But it is the most amazing thing you've ever seen from a human being. Just A, from an ability standpoint, and B, from a success. This isn't somebody that's going out there to die or, you know, a 1 in 10 chance. This is someone... Um, just, just Google Alex Honnold. One's a YouTube video that's out there available, um, and he is, uh, he's amazing. I watched him talk to Joe Rogan. Mm. You watching Joe Rogan? Yeah, Justin does. Yeah. It is like my God, what he did and continues to do is really, I think, how we should judge incredible people now. And, and so I'm guessing he's judging without safety ropes and anything like that. Yeah, he's just... Free solo is this. Um, the entire premise is you have a bag of chalk. That's all you're allowed. Chalk for your feet and your hands. There's no anything. Anything anything that typical climbers would use as far as crampons or yep. whatever. You start at the base. <laughs> it's just it's so crazy. It's beyond belief, right? It was... Um, kind of this it's never been done before not only hasn't been done it's never been tried so nobody even died tried it because it's so extreme mm -hmm. uh, it's just amazing absolutely amazing be sure awesome. to look it up 
So there's one last topic that I that I really want to hit today, and I know we're getting into the final minutes of this, but I think it's important. The uh, nope, had my fill. The uh, our favorite ballparks that we've oh, been to, please. that yeah. we've been to no again. Benefits. Yes, I know you will, but you have the most experience to draw on this. And oh my god, oh, you just threw a pizza. Well, that was actually well done. Um, Again, doesn't have to be a major league ballpark. It could be a high school field, a elementary school field that you oh. played on as a whatever. It doesn't matter. Love it. Favorite ballparks that you've been to in person. It's got to be in person, though. So, Travis, maybe you want to talk about your – because you've got a little bit of a different MLB ballpark experience. You want to talk yeah. about what you did with Ellie? No, and no with, with, with my daughter and I. Um, there's two of them that jump out with him at Pittsburgh. Uh, PNC uh, and in San Francisco and, and both of them are still active. They're right on the water. Um, it was neat because in 1997 my daughter was nine and we drove the boat from wherever the <laughs> from the landing and it, so that was kind of a cutesy little thing. But say we did drive on the boat and what if you just went up to the ballpark? Car right out of downtown and the outfield. You're talking about uh, PNC. It's the second um, smallest compared to um, the Fenway as far as your now, people. Hold me, hold up. The PNC yes. is um, San Francisco or Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, okay. What, uh, Peck Bell was, it's not Peck Bell anymore, but that was uh, no, San Francisco's right. new. And, and, no, no, they're, they're similar, you're right. And, and no, I don't I don't remember, but it is PNC Park. For Pittsburgh, okay. And it's, uh, you know, Pittsburgh is not a huge metro area. Right. And they did it just purposely. Oracle now, Park. Uh, what is it? Oracle. Oracle in oh, San Francisco? I yeah. What it was, but. And, um. Yeah, it's raining. I think we're okay. Yeah, we're fine. And, uh, Pittsburgh, it was a night game. And it was, uh, we were, I don't know, one section away from the Cubby's Colt or whatnot. See why the ball was. And that was neat. But, um, yeah. So, so that was those your. Are my two, those are my two favorites. Fair enough. So I, I was a little little torn on this. I, I almost went. Um, whoops, hold on. Uh, I almost went. Uh, is it Fox Valley Stadium? Fox River Stadium in Appleton? Appleton? Yes. Really, really enjoyed going there. Been there a couple times. My kid threw out the first pitch there one time for his birthday yeah yeah that was really nice they were so nice everything was was great but ultimately i think my favorite ballpark and we're talking other than miller park but the caveat that it's other than miller or county or 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 whatever um was petco in in san diego loved petco that was so much fun we went there for a brewer game and my god i mean we were there in full brewer regalia and all that and it's nobody nobody cared they were all super welcoming like, hey, welcome all. You came from Wisconsin. They're just, um, maybe we should, let's just pause it. Wife's iPad and one. All right. That may have actually been the first rain delay in the history of any podcast. So we literally, literally just got washed out of Travis's deck. We washed off big deck. Could off his big deck. <laughs> got his... Too, it got too wet on Travis's big hey, deck. Gosh, if I had a bigger deck, who knows? <laughs> we well, should have put protection up over the top of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, you should have, uh, yeah, should have condomized your big deck. All right, oh, so. I don't know what that means. I've, uh, Weird. I said Petco was my favorite, loved Petco, it was a great time. Justin, I think you're up. Uh, mine goes back to uh, um, high school baseball, and that's only because of who had played at that field prior to us. Um, and it was one of the douchebags that Travis brought up earlier. Appleton East High School plays at a ballpark in the middle of Appleton, which was once the home to the Appleton Foxes. Yes, which, the Fox. Yeah, which uh, uh, Alex Rodriguez played at. So I was able to um, take ground balls in the same area that Alex Rodriguez grabbed ground balls when he was in double A ball. Was it a special Olympic thing? Like they let you out there as like a make-a-wish sort of deal? Or? I played fucking high school baseball, you dirty, dirty <laughs> bastard. And I wasn't any good, but I played it, and I made varsity for like two and a half years. So you can lick my butthole. But I played on the same field as Alex Rodriguez did in Double A. No, and that was cool. Wait, you feel the ground balls, or you played? I played. I fielded ground balls before the game, and I actually played in the game. Oh, okay. All for right. two seasons, so you can lick the bottom of my scrotum. All right. <laughs> God, you're such a dickhead. Why am I friends with you? <laughs> All right. Well, I think we uh, we got that covered. Um, so we have our best ballparks ever. Anything anyone else wants to add before we uh, come back next week? No, we're gonna chuck some cans though into the in the garbage can. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you cans. the results we'll, when we yeah, get back we'll report next week. the the results next week.